Hey you, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in, clicking the Harko FM podcast link, or maybe even listening to this on the newsletter. Maybe I'll put this in the newsletter too. You're here on the uh, Weekender episode, kind of a excuse for a solo pod, intermixed with a little recap of the things I get up to on the weekend, because I, I do stuff. I totally do stuff. And what a hell of a weekend last weekend was. Three gigs and three nights. I was wiped on Sunday, I can tell you that. Did not get much done. This is why I'm recording today on Monday afternoon. And why I'm recording in bed. I saw a TikTok today. Someone just talking about, like, when you edit things when you have the power of editing things like video or audio you don't have to like start when you press record like straight away kind of talked about that just putting you in like kind of a flight or fight kind of anxiety response that everyone gets when you you, know, you hit record and so you're like instantly not yourself because you're in fear response or something and I thought that was really interesting so I just like trying out new things and I thought well What's it like to podcast lying down? And I thought, well, if I'm lying down, why am I not just, why don't I just lie in bed? So here we are. Also, you'll be listening to me. You're listening to me in stereo. Big shout out to Jack who listened to the last episode and made a really good point that all my little audio recordings of the, of the weekend itself are all on this Zoom and stereo. And then I was narrating the podcast on a mono microphone into able straight into Ableton and maybe it would sound nicer and more cohesive and kind of just more vibey if the whole thing was on the zoom and I kind of love that it's like my own version of Jack White's little box limitations idea except I'm in bed which is way better so yes it was a big weekend I had Thursday night, I had a night with Buddha, with Luke Buddha from the Phoenix Foundation at Vogelmorn in Wellington, um, and that was a very quick trip up to Wellington after work, for, straight into soundcheck, straight into show, straight to Manor Street Maccas, straight to bed, and then basically straight up in the morning back to Christchurch, and that was so I could get back and attend Better Living in Real Life Festival which was spread across Space Academy and Darkroom and put on by Melted Ice Cream, the local legend label here. Whole batch of bands. Mostly out-of-town bands, but very strong Christchurch connections through it all. And then the following night, the Saturday, I had a very chill day and then made it to Jam Henderson, this dog, and Lunar Intruder at Space Academy on Saturday. Suppose we start on the Thursday, um, arriving into Soundcheck, meeting one of my musical idols, Luke Buddha, um, who I think I saw for the very first time when I attended my very first big day out. Um, really dates you and me if you uh, know what a big day out is, or even the venue at which it was held, without Googling. There's a little challenge for you. But yeah, seeing the Phoenix Foundation perform at Big Day Out, I just thought they're incredible. I couldn't believe a New Zealand band could sound like that. Again, 
bit of my history is that I didn't really grow up with any music in the family around me. So I was kind of just, if it wasn't on the radio, I didn't know it. So I didn't really know that that much New Zealand bands outside of what I was getting through Rockquest, Smoke Free Rockquest, and what I was hearing on the radio. So basically Zed. <laughs> but I loved Zed. Shout out Zed. Um, so yeah, it was pretty awesome uh, to do a night with Luke Buddha. Um, very charming, very funny guy. He called himself a miserableist during the show, which I thought was a beautiful term. Um, but there's a real humor to him. When he says mis- miserableist, I kind of relate him to the character from Black Books, if you know that show. I'm really blanking on the guy's name who plays him, but a really dry, witty humor but very playful. That was Luke. And his songs, the, the, my favorite thing about A Night Withs is because it's often solo or at least very stripped back, very intimate, kind of think of like tiny desk kind of setup. It really allows my ears to tune into the song itself and not be distracted by recording or production or all those things that... Um, Honestly, my ears do prefer, like I prefer list, they're, they're, they're really excited by, by recorded, pro- produced music, um, and also live big band music as well, but strip all that away and they're forced to pay attention to the lyrics and the songwriting and all those things, and it was one of those nights where I was so grateful for that because it really brought a new level of connection to his music that I really enjoyed, and then in between that with the chatting was extraordinarily easy very funny as well and very relaxed and yeah this is a pretty modest one really compared to so yeah just everyone got everyone's gone but i feel like it's a modest one at the point of the arc of like it's been less modest and this is an experienced modest pedal board do you know what i mean yeah yeah it hasn't actually been that less less modest mostly due to um just when we were, do, you know, doing international touring, it's like, I can't have a bigger thing. No. To, you know, Conrad's fucking metal board is the size of an ant. It's so huge. It's <laughs> like, oh. only, only one member gets to dibs the exorbitant amount of uh, pedal space. Who was it? No, I guess it's... Oh, m- me? No, I guess it's uh, uh, Conrad. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. I didn't hear your full sentence and I was trying to make That's okay, I'm 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 talking while you're doing something and testing your uh, multitasking skills. Um Isaac, can you get the cable up from there and help me run the vocal the piano vocal piano vocal? You mean in an XLR? Yeah. Is there any extra long one I should use like this one? Nah, not really. But use if you want. It'll just make up a line. But this is actually that far. Cool. Yeah. He's a good. So just plug that one in and then plug it in, uh, plug it into 57 over there. And then just um very much looking forward to taking a break from promo very motivated to try and figure out how to promote gigs in 2023 like 
I know that sounds kind of dumb. But what I mean is that like an actual repeatable concrete way to promote a show. Cause like I talk to promoters, I do it myself. Everyone just seems to kind of like, it's like throwing paint at a wall and you're throwing paint at the, at a similar wall every time because you got a painting out of it most times. But then sometimes you throw paint at that wall and absolutely nothing sticks and you have no idea why. And it just bottoms out. And I don't like that. I don't think that's cool. Um, I guess there'll be more on that. I definitely have some ideas. <clears throat> One I will share is that like radio promotion, let's say, like interviews, being on the gig guide or whatever. I think potentially it could help at the start when you announce a show. So like a month out, six weeks out from the show, you helping spread the word of the announcement and get those early sales going and get the get it lodged in people's minds a little bit easier. Just like an awareness thing, right? But I don't know, I don't think it's very helpful the week of, two weeks out. The old like radio interview with our show tomorrow or tonight. We did a bunch of those for this Luke Buddha show and not it didn't move any tickets as far as I could tell. It wasn't we didn't sell any tickets after these radio interviews. Maybe more people became aware of it. And we did have a couple of people come to the door and maybe they had heard it there, but I don't think so. I think they were just having a drink with a friend and thought, oh, well, there's a great gig. It's come in, which is lovely. Vogelmorn's got a great crowd, so it was always going to fit. But yeah, very keen to keep learning those kinds of lessons and passing on any of the information I found. So yeah, had a great night, recorded it all, um, along as well as uh, the last half of the Soft Plastics one and the full Vera one as well. So in my ever-increasing to-do list, somewhere in there there is to mix, master, and release these three shows. Um format for it i think right now will be as kind of live albums on bandcamp i think i don't want to put them out as podcasts that seems like too much of a casual listen listening experience i don't want people to just casually pop it on while they're i don't know distracted or doing other th cooking or yeah, it doesn't feel doesn't feel right to the spirit of the show, which is actually like quite involved and quite engaged and quite special um, and serious, if I can use that word earnestly. Um, even though they're very funny and 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 all these things, like they, it's there are people seriously into music sitting in the room listening to someone perform who's very serious about music, and it just doesn't feel right to put it um, so casually up so a solution for that i think is is yeah putting it out as a live album with the show songs and the chats probably for like a small fee i would say um and that is a nice way to hopefully start creating a bit of residual money for the guests of the show as well because obviously a large portion of that money will be going to them because it's them performing. 
Um, so yeah, watch out for that. Uh, if you haven't, if if you're somehow listening to this and haven't subscribed and but aren't a subscriber of my newsletter, first of all, that's crazy. But you should go sign up to my newsletter. It's where I do all my writing. It's completely free. Um, you can sign up to it. It's got an option to support, uh, just a general support option, but you don't get anything extra um, at the moment. So yeah, go check that out. It's where I put all my ideas out. It's where I recap a lot of these things. Um, and you get it direct. You don't have to hope an algorithm sends it to you. And yeah, then I ended with a very surreal scene of of standing in the McDonald's on Manor Street um, late at night with one of my musical heroes discussing which burgers or which f- which food that we were each ordering and what we usually get and, and, and the such. Like a very normal mundane conversation for a McDonald's, but with Luke Buddha from the Phoenix Foundation. And I kind of love that. I, I, I feel very grateful um, for how mundane the the surrealness of my life has become in this music world. And a big thank you to Vogelmorn. This is the beautiful, most beautiful venue. So easy to work with. Lily, who was running it, just made it look incredible every week and really just put up with us. So a big thank you to her. Um, and yeah, back to Christchurch. Definitely recovering through the morning, but excited to go and see better living in real life. There were quite a few bands that I'd seen before, like Horn from Wellington, um, Jim Nothing, which is full of Christchurch people, but technically an Auckland band. Um who I've I've interviewed for this podcast, I think last year or the year before for their album in the Marigolds, which was out of Malted Ice Cream, extremely good record, and they played in a great set. Um, they played a great set, very tight, um, such catchy jangly guitar rock. I really really enjoyed it. Definitely one of the bands I hadn't seen that stood out for me was BNP. Um, they were on the darkroom stage. It basically was like the better version, the, like the best version of some of the fodder stuff that we do. They're like discordant guitar world, but let's push the instruments a little bit further. And then a really powerful, very, I don't know, aggressive is not the right word, caustic like kind of sharp a very sharp vocalist very strong vocals and lots of great kind of spoken word yelly lyrics heaps of energy i think a trombone got whipped out at one point to add to the like groove it was it was awesome they were they were fucking sick um again with how mundane mundanely surreal my life is i watched turn to my left and got a hello from uh blink who was down there to watch bands to basically scout for Camp Loa. I'm having a chat with him, someone I've met quite a few times and I'm um, very lucky to get to know over the last few years. And that is 
if you know anything about Cam Paloham and and Blink himself, that's a that's an incredibly surreal moment. But yeah, he was. It seemed like he was enjoying it. I was bloody enjoying it. Um, and Kool Aid. Wait, before I do Kool Aid, should we put on some BMP? Let's put, just chuck on some BMP. That was BMP. The other band was Kool Aid. Um, basically, members from every great Christchurch band of the last, whenever and now. Um, Violet French, Luke, Brian, Melted Ice Cream, um, whole bunch. They're in basically almost every band, and they had played a whole bunch as Kool Aid um, pre-pandemic, but I hadn't had a chance to see them at all, and I was blown away. It was like. Um, a big mixture of things without it ever sounding like any of those things, which is pretty masterful. It's very hard to do. Like there's little bits of country and rock and roll and um, indie guitar and and with catch lyrics, a little bit like psychedelic kraut stuff at times. Like it was great. It was really uniquely, yeah, it was like a unique melting pot of stuff and lots of personality. I really enjoyed it. I was up the front as always. Because why the hell not? Um, here's a little bit of Kool Aid, just just so you can hear. And um, I actually, the next day, got up and I did my little farmer's market shop, which I really enjoy on a Saturday morning. And the farmer's market I go to is actually just around the corner from Music Planet. It'll be awkward if that's not the brand they work for. I'm pretty sure it's a Music Planet that um, Violet French um, actually works at. And I had my Zoom on me, so I just went and popped in because I had a few questions after better living that i just really wanted to get the lowdown on from someone who's been around locally for a little bit longer than me beautiful yeah beautiful here at music planet right classic unicorn mm-hmm. behavior um <laughs> 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 lost it 
We're both feeling a little, me and Violet feeling a little bit tired from being at the gig last night. The yeah. Mel- melted ice cream fest. We're all better feeling. living. Better living. In real life. IRL. Yeah. Um, that was my first, like, seeing a lot of Christchurch bands all in one go. Cause I've and only... some not Christchurch. Yeah, sure. Like Horn and stuff like that. Yeah. Is Kilmog from Christchurch? They're from Dunedin. They sound like a Dunedin band. I was like, is that Bob Scott for a second? Nah, it's Glenn Ross. Yeah, which is cool. Um, Big Scout aren't from Christchurch. No, they're from Blenheim, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't see Big Scout last night. And and obviously Deep State, Jess is from Auckland. But mm-hmm. So there's not really that many Christchurch bands. But, but I, got to see, Jim, I got to see BNP for the first time. So I got good. to see Kool-Aid for the very first time. The best. Um, and Hog. Got to the see best Hog best as well. Play? Yep. Got to see Best Bets as well, which, to be fair, I've seen, like, I was wearing the Transistors for a long time, right? Which, well, I'm not, I know it's not the same band, but... It's kind of the same band. I've kind of been following those guys playing guitar for a very long time. Yeah. I've been big fans. Um, and I've been away from Crashish from so lo- from for so long. Is it, like, for you guys who have been here for a, a, little, like, a little while longer than me, is it healthy now, or has it been healthier? Like, where is it... What's the state of, Define like... healthy. I don't know. It, it feels pretty healthy. It's cynical. Well, like... I think it's healthy. Do you I, mean for that scene? For, well, I guess I do mean for that scene, but if, if there are other scenes going on as I well... I think it's healthy. Think it's pretty healthy. It's think, been healthy for a while, eh? I think what is happening now, which hasn't happened in the past, is that everyone who goes to gigs or goes to music events of any description, everyone's friends with each other. Yeah. Mm. Like... I think it's a healthy community. Yeah, we have we have DJ friends, we have techno friends, we have punk friends, we have painfully hip friends. We've got we've got. Don't look at me when you say that. It's quite a good. No, I'm. I know, I like it. I'm painful. (laughs) I'll fight you for my painful. I think it's been like everyone's a bit older now as well, so it's it seems like the scenes kind of come back together. But also, like, there's all these younger people that are. Mm. going to gigs and starting bands like I would count Sam as young and then Sam like is young. Um, and there's all Jai uh, yeah. Velvet, Velveteen band like yeah. those kind of those kind of guys all those there's quite a kids. good there's quite a good solid foundation for the younger bands maybe mm. mm-hmm. that's what I that's why I wanted to like because that has been my impression like, I think I, from an out like a sideline person in that scene I think that's what it, that seems like anyway mm. seems good but yeah, everyone's everyone's really like encouraging of each other, even if your DJs don't make the music you like. You know, like right. everyone's still just like, hell yeah, go and do it. Like mm. it's awesome. Everyone just wants this is the to, best think, place in the world. Yeah, it's definitely it's nice to see a few different genres sort of being brought together as well. Mm. It feels like there's positive momentum. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I, I've said it to a few people, but. Just even like walking into venues down here since moving here, and like like you and I, I was aware of you, but we hadn't really chatted before properly. And um, people like Ryan Fisherman and like um, a bunch of people I had never really properly met before. Some of them I was aware of, but most of them were like complete strangers to me. But everyone's been so welcoming and so nice. Like people would just say hello straight away, yeah. be chatting. Like I've only really been here for like a few weeks, and I feel like I've already made like heaps of friendships, which is not really um how my it took a year to kind of make a friend in Auckland Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and even and then when I was in London it was like just kind of hard to find 
musicians because there's so many people and mm. you're distracted by all the wonderful mm. other people have, you so, know. everyone's doing something amazing there's yeah. a lot a lot going on but in Christchurch everyone's really yeah very very welcoming and very yeah. cool and so it's nice to hear that it's not just my imagination no. that feels quite healthy to, yeah. it does like, feel I was, healthy I was me. very very uncool growing up and then I moved to Christchurch like straight after uni and just immediately made friends that I've now got for life mm. like I don't know how that happened it just happened yeah mm. yeah yeah, cool. Well, I like that. Yeah. And is, are Kool-Aid going to do more stuff, right? I hope so. Violet French and the Horrible as well? Or does, or does oh, yeah. kind of one exist and... Because well, they are different jo- projects. Tex, they are, yeah. There is a little bit of crossover with one song um, that we have played in the Horrible that was originally a Kool-Aid song. That'd be cool, though. You could have a diff- different band's version of the same song. Well, it's funny. Yeah. It's because, like, it's a different drummer. It's like a remix. It's like a really different vibe. It's a mm. really different feel. Mm. Um... Yeah, we need to do more horrible stuff, but it's just a matter of logistics and, and life. And John T's away at the moment, and I don't know when the hell he's coming back. Like the recording aspect of everything. Yeah, and, and doing more gigs as a whole band, just like doing all that stuff. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm going to let you guys get back to your job, oh, but I just really wanted to come in and ask that. We can just not do work. Uh, <laughs> we should do work. What's, do work. what's the most commonly bought item that you are confounded by? confounded like by. as if why are all these people buying this thing and you just don't get it is there one of those things no nah. i no no we have lots of punishers who want single strings and it's like i keep breaking this particular string why is that I'm like how am i supposed to answer that that's funny that's wild eh? that is wild <laughs> i really meant it like Christchurch seems really healthy there's lots of different scenes going on i think it's the same thing how do I say this? People, I think maybe the internet has tricked us into thinking that we see everything because we see so much every day. Um, and we think if we don't see it, it doesn't exist. And I think in places like Auckland, a lot of things are able to be seen. And I think music in places like Christchurch or Hamilton or Palmerston North or um, Tauranga or Dunedin, they don't have the same infrastructure for capturing and broadcasting music often. And that just means that people think there's nothing going on here and have no reason to update their idea about it. But it's just so untrue. There's just so much good music down here. There's so many different scenes that are all popping off. And there's really good audiences, really good audiences. So and of course, it's the same for Dunedin, which I hope to get down to soon. Really hope to get down to soon. There's lots of bands that I haven't seen enough that I want to see again. But yeah, it's super healthy. And it's healthier than I feel like it should be. I'm really hoping more. Vi- we need to get more venues going. There needs to be more spaces for people to um, see music, but also, you know, as my thing, different contexts and, and environments to inch, for, for that music to um, be performed and to maybe bring new, grow the audiences, bring newer audiences of different age groups through, um, you know, basically all ages shows or earlier shows or whatever. So at different venues that aren't bars maybe or whatever. But I'm working on a couple of versions of those. I hope there seems to be a lot of drive and energy around the place. So I think as things are now warming up, some of those 
ideas maybe pushed into actually happening, which would be really, really cool. Um, and yeah, Saturday night, I had a beautiful time at Space Academy, seeing my friend Sam and his band Jam Henderson play. Um, it was also good to catch this dog as well, who I had seen a, a name on posters and on social media and stuff, but had never got a chance to see them. Um, and they were good and loud. I'd like to see them again. Yeah, it was hard. At least, okay, I was extremely buzzing on caffeine because I decided I didn't, it was the third night in a row, I didn't want to have anything to drink. Um, but I was also pretty tired and Oscar from Soaked Oats, who, um, if you don't know, managers, works at Space Academy. I'd spotted a mocha master, uh, like filter coffee thing the night before out of the corner of my eye behind the bar and inquired as to whether I could purchase a coffee. And um, they made a whole batch and sold me the first cup for $3. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to be drinking this. And over the course of Sam and this dog playing, I bought and uh, drank about, I think, three, but it could have been four cups of that filter coffee. And if you're into your coffee, you know that filter coffee is actually more caffeinated usually than, a, than an espresso. So I started feeling incredibly anxious and distracted and then wondered what in my life was going wrong until I remembered how much coffee I drank, um, which wasn't the worst thing in the world, being, you know, lying in bed still awake at midnight because it just meant I could just stay continue to stay awake all the way through to the Liverpool Bournemouth game at 2am which I very much enjoyed watching as well and you know it makes it easier getting up at 2am to watch your team play when they win it's not so much fun getting up at 2am to watch a team lose <laughs> so I'm grateful for that filled with gratitude actually and uh and yeah that was my weekend um it was a good weekend. I enjoyed my weekend. And I'm looking forward to my next weekend as well. Um, my good friends. And honestly, like a band I really, really enjoy, um, especially live, is Soft Bait. Um, guitar band, kind of a monochromatic e.g. guitar band with some I, they i don't know if they like me saying this but it does have like a little bit of desert rock to it and it's very post-punky as well um they're playing darkroom which i'm super stoked on because i love seeing them and i'm so glad i get to see them finally pick up one of their t-shirts um patrick from softbait um, is the designer who does all the Night With posters as well, and he does all the design work for Softbait. That's why it's so incredible, looks so good. Um, and they've got Model Home opening for them, who are a band I've probably seen. I've seen quite a lot of Model Home since I've been here, but really cool, um, melodic emo melodic mathy emo like and on that spectrum very in the middle of of melody and math um lots of really cool gear nice songwriting very well performed i really yeah i really enjoy model home and seismic as well who is a band i've seen on posters but have not yet seen live so really excited for that and hopefully i'll get a little chat with the soft bait boys as well which of course you'll hear right here 
on Weekender. And then planning on heading along to Lawrence Arabia solo at Space Academy on Sunday early evening, which will be magical. Um, probably less chance I'll get <laughs> Lawrence Arabia chatting to me on here, but, you know, dreams are free and I'm a confident guy. I'll, I'll go say hello at the very least. So, yeah. That's Weekender on Harko FM. Really enjoy making these little these little pods. Um, if you're listening to this before Wednesday, I've got my Mouthful radio show happening live. I think it's usually at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. And if you miss out listening to it live, it gets archived on Mouthful as well. Two hours of my favorite new music from the last month or so. And it's a pretty chill one. There's only a couple of songs that make you feel like you're being punched in the face. The rest of it's pretty chill <laughs> for once. So yeah, go and check that out. Sign up to the newsletter. Um, Fodder has just put out our first song on streaming. Um, if you don't know, we've had an EP. We recorded an EP live a couple of months ago, and that's been on Bandcamp for a couple of months, but that's the whole point of that band. We just, if you want to hear our music, we put it out for money on Bandcamp, and then a couple of months later, we might pick a single and put it for free on Spotify for the masses, but we don't really care about them. We'd rather just put it out for serious music people who take it seriously and may remunerate us for it as well and to celebrate that we've i've mixed and mastered a uh set that we performed at igon wednesdays at, at san fran and wellington on our release tour i recorded it on this exact zoom right here you're listening to me on behind the sound desk and yeah that's out on our band camp now as well um i hope you're doing well uh i hope you are being encouraged to take risks or try new things without them being completely sorted out. And I hope that you're surrounded by people who help you do that instead of people who try and immediately tell you all the things that can go wrong. You need to stop hanging out with those people. They're, they ruin shit. <laughs> all right, that's enough. Um, yeah, go check out the Violet Hurst interview if you haven't. Uh, and I'll see you on the next one.